You're listening to Unabridged, the Christian fiction audiobook podcast. I'm Alana Terry, bringing you engrossing, engaging Christian fiction in bite-sized segments you can take with you on the go. This season's Unabridged Christian fiction audiobook is Termination Dust, an unforgettable suspense novel set in the heart of rural Alaska. Termination Dust is written by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy, and sponsored by The Beloved Daughter, an audiobook about a young girl sent to a North Korean prison camp for her father's Christian faith. The Beloved Daughter has won awards from Women of Faith, Reader's Favorite, The Book Club Network, and several more. The audiobook version is narrated by Kathy Garver, lifelong actress and winner of two Audio Awards. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to get this audiobook free with your Audible trial today. And now, enjoy today's installment of Termination Dust, an Alaskan Refuge Christian Suspense audiobook. Chapter 51 Kimmy woke up to the sound of a muffled conversation captured right near Northern Lights Boulevard. Arson and attempted murder. Still can't believe how this could have happened. She opened her eyes. Hello? Her sister was at her bedside in an instant. You're awake. Hey, over here, she's awake. Someone go get the nurse. Wait, I'll use the call button. Do you need more morphine? Kimmy squinted her eyes in the blinding overhead light and wondered if this was how Chuck felt when he woke up with a hangover. How are you doing? Taylor was beside her. There was something familiar about his presence. Memories of smoke and flame flashed in her mind. That was you? Her voice was hoarse and untested, unfamiliar even to herself, but he smiled. Yeah, that was me. Wasn't he heroic? Meg crooned. He reached out and took Kimmy's hand. She squeezed as tightly as she could. She wanted to hear the truth from him. Meg would just ruin it all with her tears and emotionalism. Taylor would tell her the truth. He'd help her accept what happened. Was Pip... She couldn't bring herself to finish the question, but continued to hang on to him, praying he'd understand. Taylor glanced at Meg. No, Kimmy wanted to hear it from him. She gave his hand one last pleading squeeze, and Taylor cleared his throat. You want to hear everything? I think she should rest, Meg inserted. Shut up, Kimmy wanted to say, but kept her eyes focused on Taylor. He set his other hand on top of hers. Pip was in the house when your stepdad started that fire. We think Chuck was looking for letters your mom sent Meg, letters depicting the kind of abuse you and your family suffered. Letters indicating she was planning to run away, but was afraid if Chuck found out, he'd kill her. He wanted to destroy what evidence he could. And when he didn't find what he was looking for, we can only assume he torched the place in hopes of covering his tracks. Kimmy didn't care about motive or method. She only wanted to know how much her brother had suffered. Pip was a very brave, very smart little boy, Taylor went on. When I got to your sister's place, I called the fire department and saw you in the living room. I got you out, but you were worried about Pip, so I went back to look for him. I found him hiding in the bathtub, surrounded by his toy cars. Kimmy's throat seized in pain when she asked, Was he hurt? Taylor shook his head. He's doing great. The doctors want to check him out. But from everything we can tell, your stepdad never laid a hand on him. 
Besides a little smoke inhalation, he's going to be just fine. Chapter 52 Five Days Later Come on, hot stuff. Recovering from shoulder surgery is no excuse to miss your big date. Meg dumped her bag full of cosmetics onto Kimmy's hospital bed. You know, there's absolutely no way this guy would drive four hours and a half one way on his day off if he wasn't already totally into you. Not to mention the fact that he single-handedly broke down my door and rushed into a burning building to save your life. And Pips, Kimmy added weakly. Meg grinned. Right, and Pips. Which reminds me, you know that daycare he's been going to? They actually have a worker going on maternity leave in exactly four weeks. Which means if you want the job, it's yours. Really? Yeah, but you can thank me later. Right now, I just need you to shut your eyes so I don't poke you with my liner. No, don't scrunch them up like that. Just look down, like this. Did anyone ever tell you that you're bossy? Thank you. Oh, speaking of bossy, you're not going to forget to ask him about that prescription, are you? You can learn a lot about a man by what drugs he takes. No, I'm not going to ask about his prescription. That's his business. Meg shrugged. Well, then, don't come whining to me when you find out he's got some fatal illness right when things are starting to get serious. Or have you ever considered that he could have an STD? Will you cut it out? Kimmy snapped. Fine, fine. Now, are you going to let me do your makeup or what? This man risked his life to save you. The least you could do in return is let me make you presentable. Four days later. So you ready to be back home, or at least back at your sister's? Taylor asked. Kimmy held the hospital phone close to her ear in order to hear better over the sound of Pixar's cars playing loudly on the TV. Yeah, it'll be good to spend more time with Pip. Is he enjoying that daycare? Yeah, it's a really nice place. I've talked to the director there a few times. She said her daughter was a lot like Pip, didn't talk for the first few years, things like that. And now she's a senior at Diamond High and planning to become a speech pathologist. That's awesome. Hey, is Pip there with you now? Yeah. Let me talk to the little buster. Kimmy called Pip over, wincing when he jostled her injured shoulder as he made his way to his perch on her pillow, his favorite seat in her hospital room. Trooper Taylor wants to say hi. She handed him the phone and could hear Taylor's voice on the other end. Hi, buddy. Are you having a good day? Pip stared at the receiver, then ran his favorite car up and down it. What's that noise? Taylor asked. What's he doing? He's driving his car on the mouthpiece, Kimmy explained. Giving her brother a kiss, she brought the phone back to her ear. That was one of our best conversations yet, Taylor joked. I think he likes you. Yeah? Even across the miles, she could hear the grin in Taylor's voice. What makes you think that? That was his favorite car. If he didn't like you, he would have used the dump truck. Twelve days later. Meg stood at the top of the staircase, shaking her head. No, absolutely not. 
Kimmy looked down at herself. What's wrong? Nobody goes to La Mesa's in flats and a plain brown sweater. You're the one who gave me this plain brown sweater. And it'd be fine if he were taking you out for McDonald's. This is La Mesa. Sheesh, super high end. I didn't know. Meg rolled her eyes. You've got to keep up with the times. Now go change. Kimmy glanced at her clothes. But I like this sweater. Meg rolled her eyes. Sometimes I think you're totally hopeless. You have no idea how into you this guy is. First he saves your life, then he spends every single day off driving all the way out here to take you to the fanciest restaurants in Anchorage. How clueless do you have to be? About as clueless as the woman who didn't know her husband was having an affair with the office assistant? Meg waved her hand in the air dismissively as she hurried down the stairs. Touché, but I did know about it, for the record. I just didn't want to say anything until we'd been married five years. And the timing couldn't have been better. I'm getting my share of the insurance money from the fire, and he can have the rest, including Miss Secretary. And hey, if Taylor wants you to sign any prenups before you guys tie the knot, tell me and I'll have my lawyer look over it for you. That guy literally saved my life. Kimmy rolled her eyes. It's our second date. The only knots I'm working on right now are the ones in the back of my head. Even with the physical therapy, I can't manage to reach back there to get it brushed out. That's what you have me for. That and making sure you don't walk into La Mesa's looking like a thrift store special. Come on, let's get you back to your room. I hate to say it, but we have a lot more work to do. By the way, did Officer Hardabs ever respond to your text? What did he say? It wasn't my text, and I'm still mad at you for stealing my phone like that. You had no right, you know. Meg pulled Kimmy into her bathroom and started attacking her hair with a brush. Okay, sorry, not sorry. Now what did he say? Did he tell you what meds he's on? Actually, he told me he takes nothing but a multivitamin. What about his prescription he picked up from the pharmacy? Meg was yanking her hair mercilessly, but Kimmy still wanted to stretch the story out a little longer. Her sister deserved it. The day we ran into him in the clinic, he was picking up flu medicine for a little old lady who was too sick to leave her home. Meg stopped assaulting her with a brush and stared into the mirror. Seriously? You're not pulling my leg? Kimmy grinned. I might be. Guess you'll never know, will you? Meg reached into Kimmy's pocket. But I can look at your phone, can't I? Kimmy giggled as she tried to push her sister away. You can try, but I already deleted the text. I should have never taught you how to use a cell. You should have never texted my boyfriend and asked about his personal business. Wait, he's visited you at the hospital and he's taking you out to dinner at La Mesa's, and he's your boyfriend all of a sudden? Kimmy smiled and shrugged. Yeah, a lot can change in two weeks. You've got to keep up with the times. Three hours later. You're looking lovely. Taylor raised his water goblet and smiled at her warmly. Thanks. How's Pip? He's great. He had his first meeting with the new speech therapist yesterday. 
She's been working with kids like him for almost twenty years, and she specializes in the four and under age range, so I think it's going to be a perfect match. Speaking of perfect matches, he said, reaching for her hand, I'm really glad we've been able to spend this time together. She smiled back at him. Me too. Kimmy still didn't understand what Taylor saw in her, but it must be something since he was calling her every day on her new cell phone and making plans to drive to Anchorage to see her on almost all of his upcoming weekends. I know we weren't going to discuss the trial at dinner, but I did want to tell you they set the date. What's that mean? For right now, nothing. Even without your testimony, they're already building up a solid case. Everyone's sounding pretty confident he'll be tried not only for the house fire and your assault, but for your mom's murder as well. Kimmy wondered if she'd ever get used to hearing the words mom and murder together. With everything that had happened, her injuries coupled with her long physical recovery, plus the relief at having Pip safe, she was still processing her mom's death in choppy spurts and pieces. She was grateful that Taylor felt comfortable with her sudden bursts of emotion, grateful to finally have someone to talk to, someone who allowed her to feel secure enough to be her true self. Until she met Taylor, she wasn't even sure she knew who that was. The waiter in his flawless tuxedo served their appetizer dish, and Taylor took both her hands in his. Shall we pray? She nodded. In spite of all she and her family had gone through, there were still hundreds of reasons to give thanks. You've been listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry. Today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by The Beloved Daughter Audiobook, available exclusively on Audible. Visit alanaterry.com slash beloved to download The Beloved Daughter Audiobook, narrated by two-time Audi Award winner Kathy Garber. If you're new to Audible, you can listen to this award-winning novel right away with a no-risk 30-day free trial when you go to alanaterry.com slash beloved. And don't forget to tune in soon for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Thanks for listening.